0: Welcome to the Ty Lucas Show, where the life experiences of others helps you to improve your health, wealth, and relationships. Here is your host, Ty Lucas.
1: All right, all right. Welcome back to the Ty Lucas Show, and I've got an absolute blessing on our hands today of sharing a podcast or or, or the life experience of a man that I've come in contact with over the past few months uh, Walter. So I call him or he calls himself on Instagram it is got guided by Walter. And, uh, I got up at five oh, I started recording the episode at 5am this morning. I was, uh, I was up at quarter to four so that I could, uh, you know, have this amazing conversation with him and, and share it with, with you guys, the listeners. So we're going into all things, you know, personal growth, uh, more specifically with the uh, psychedelics and microdosing and, bit of my experience and and how walter is using these modalities and medicines to change the lives of others um but before we get into this podcast i just want to you know put a bit of a disclaimer here that this is not medical advice nor should you be uh, practicing any of this by yourself um, or any of those types of things but This is not medical advice whatsoever. This is just our experiences and a conversation that you can plug into and listen to. Um, If you do have interest in this, feel free to reach out to Walter or go and see your local physician before partaking in any of these uh, practices or modalities. Uh, So let's get into this. And here's your man guided by Walter. This is the earliest podcast that I've done yet. It's actually 5am in the morning for me, but we had to make this happen because today we're going to be going into all things microdosing and and all that sort of spiritual side of health and and mental health and how we can kind of get some information from Walter on how all this actually works. So welcome to the show, man.
0: Thank you so much. It's such a big pleasure for me to be here and to connect with our student folks, you know, because I feel like uh, you guys need more love, more uh, uh, attention because you are so fucking far from everything else and uh, you guys deserve this. So I am here for you guys.
1: Yeah, amazing, man. I really appreciate you taking the time and it's been great to, you know, connect over social media. I know it's not a in-person connection, but surely one day that we'll, we'll meet up in person, whether I come over your end of the world or, or you're in Australia. So, um, <laughs> j- just for the listeners, like where are you actually based at the moment?
0: Yeah, so I'm based in Madeira Island, which is like a, an island of the, in the Atlantic Ocean. It's really close to Canary Islands, but it's part of Portugal. And it's really like, uh, unique, this island, because compared to the other the islands, they are very dry, while this one is very green and very wet, and there are lots of waterfalls. It's amazing. It's like a, a bless. And also, I heard, there something that I love, basically, in those islands, in the Canary Islands, in those islands, lots of people have been killed. People that were like, you know, um, uh, um, people that were from the lands, like, uh, how, how do you call them? Like people they come, coming from the place itself. So, so, uh, so like native. Like, uh, I'll, correct. Yeah, native people, while in this island, apparently there was no one. So no one was actually being killed in this place. So the high energy is pretty high because of that,
1: I must believe. And and maybe that's why it's a bit, bit more wet and green there as well, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So, so. Just um, to start things off with this, man, I want to get a bit of a backstory on you and and understand, like, how did you get into microdosing specifically and and, and what sort of brought you to where you are today?
0: Yeah. So to be honest with you and with everyone else, like uh, I did not choose to do that. I did not wake up one day and decide to do that. This is not how this happened. So basically, uh, just to make a short long uh, short story a long story short, this is what happened. So basically, uh, I've been working and studying psychedelics for two years, but I was like really scared and I didn't know how to do them properly and how to actually have a good experience. So after a while that I studied them, I decided to actually be a bit braver and to take and to start out. So I started with psilocybin, I started to microdose. And uh, it was really successful, like beautiful feelings. But the real thing kicked in when uh, I was introduced by all these like uh, psychos, uh, uh, psychospiritual psychotherapist work that they do with uh, the the psychedelics. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was really impressed by that. And I said, I would love to go there. So basically, uh, I went in a retreat with the psychotherapists who were licensed to work with the, the medicines. Yeah, and uh, I had the privilege and the luck to experience uh, a really high dose of psilocybin that was seven grams in a really safe environment, uh, and I could process you know all the things correctly. And uh, what happened is that I experienced for the first time something called ego death, yeah, right. and that completely changed my life because uh, I am a small guy and uh, i've been always been under the Mm -hmm. radar being bullied always under the rudder to be kicked in the ass and for me it was so difficult to live that way and i had to create a big ego a big personality to survive in this ocean of sharks and uh, i did make it i did make it like uh, i was really successful and really like uh, people loved me and uh, i was actually the one bullying others. But in the same time, I built these uh, narcissist traits and also uh, being a bit mean, selfish, which, of course, it was under protection by you know, the fact that I was pretty small. And, uh, and whenever I experienced this ego death, which is nothing more and nothing less than the death of the personality that we created, basically based on all of the sufferings, for me, I felt a release. I felt liberated from the chains that were holding me. And uh, and they were, like actually preventing me from opening my heart, from uh, loving more, from uh, accessing to my intuition. Finally, those gates were open, and I could finally see who I was, what were my gifts, what is my purpose on life. And uh, and and thanks to the help of this uh, uh, of this psychotherapist, actually, like I had the chance to process and integrate all of that. And uh, after a month. Also, I decided to actually, to be called to work with psychedelics, because I feel psychedelics has been working so great for me that I feel like people have to know about it. So, but seems like I understand that many, for many people can be really scary to do a high dose Mm. and can be really, and can be also very expensive to go in a retreat and to, you know, uh, having to to do all of this work. Uh, I found out that microdosing is a really great tool to get there, slowly, slowly. And basically, what has been happening for me is that I was able to integrate my psychedelic experience with the microdosing, and uh, on top of that, uh, it helped me to uh, detach from my ego and reconnect with my soul. It helped me open up my creative state. It helped me to, it helped me to love myself more, to love other people more. And, uh, and now I just felt called to do that, and I've been microdosing while building uh, my Instagram account, yep. and uh, it's never been such a pleasure to do something like that. So yeah. this is how I ended up, and people started to ask me questions, started to ask me tips, guidance. And now basically I'm doing this full-time, working up to 12 hours a day, uh, inspiring people all over the world, from Australia, from the U.K. to the U.S, everyone that wants to go into a healing journey. And now specifically, I'm helping conscious entrepreneurs, people who want to have an impact, specifically on overcoming self-doubts, procrastination, and people-pleasing, with the three mm. the tools that I use, which is microdosing, shadow working, and setting boundaries.
1: Yes, yeah, wait. So, well, we'll get into that, in, like into how all of your mode like how you actually practice, in a minute, but. Um, just for some of the listeners might not even be aware like that like because you just said that you've done a, a big dose of the seven grams and then there's like the micro dose. Like I've personally got some experience with with all of the different doses because <laughs> I've tried out a few. I actually had a micro dose this morning because I knew that we were going to be having our podcast on. <laughs> so yeah, um, super connected. But um, just just for the listeners, let, let's make this super, you know, simple like what's a micro dose what's a, a small dose and and what's like a i guess in the in the psychedelic space they'll call it a, a hero dose um i personally will get into my story on having a, a bit of a hero dose that i did with uh my lovely partner sky one time um and i'll, I'll talk about my experience with the mushrooms but if you want to um just touch on just for listeners to make it super basic on what's a micro dose what's a small dose what's a hero dose
0: absolutely absolutely i love this uh division so it's also important to understand uh, that uh, a microdose usually is uh, between one tenth or one twentieth of a microdose and uh, when it comes to dosages it really varies from the medicine Mm. let's say when it comes to psilocybin let's talk about psilocybin a microdose usually is between 0.1 and 0.3 grams these are microdose however uh, a microdose is really depends from the body weight. Depends if you rather have a high serotonin levels or not. If you either are, uh, you know, um, on medications. if uh, There are different variables that will make a microdose a microdose. And the end goal of the microdose is that you don't have to feel it. You don't have to feel it that high. You just need to feel just a slight awareness into the way you see things, a different perception about how you see the world, how you see um, the, your personality, about how you see different things. So is that what you're looking for is a shift, not like being a bit high. You need to feel like you can add a, a double coffee. That is yeah. like, what is the feeling like? It doesn't have to be like, a, wow, too happy, too creative. That's not, that's not a microdose. That is like a, a mini-dose, yep. which, let's say, in the case of psilocybin, that could be between uh, 0.3 and uh, 0.6 and seven. That is like a mini-dose, which is like a dose where you really feel it, but you will not be able you know, to do some work, not to get into the flow state for business or conversations, but uh, it will be more like an inner experience and also like a, a, a way to connect back with nature. So then we have uh, the so-called uh, MAC dose or normal dose, and that could vary between uh, one gram and three grams, mm-hmm. roughly. We, can, we could go also up to five grams. But again, this will depend from the quality of the medicine. It will depend from your body weight. It depends also the way you assume it, And um, and that is like, a, let, let's call it like a normal dose. And usually what happens in a normal dose, you are really high you have really uh, high hallucinations, you, you, will, you, you will have something called ego distortion, which basically you, you will start to question your personality, you start to question your reality, you start to question who you are. And then when it comes to psilocybin, usually is five plus grams, you go into the hero dose. That is the, the dose which I recommend to only do with guidance, and to, to, to have really everything set up. Let's yeah. say you want to have the proper set, the proper settings, and, uh, yeah. and that you've done the right preparation before to go there. Because things that uh, you are not ready to, may come up. And, uh, and you want to make sure that when you experience ego death, like I did, you can embrace the experience and bring the wisdom all your life. Because you can literally experience ego death once, and that would be enough for a lifetime. So make sure that uh, if you guys do five plus grams, make sure that you do it correctly. Yeah. When it comes to LSD, it's a bit more difficult, different. So when it comes to a microdose, it's between 5 to 15 micrograms. If you want to have uh, a mini dose, let's say it's between uh, 20, 30 to sixty micrograms. If you want to have, uh, let's say, a proper trip, that will be probably between 100 to 200 micrograms. And if you wanna basically
1: touch the sky and go again in uh, in the eco yep. that experience, there will be probably two hundred plus micrograms. Yeah, yeah, amazing. So l- literally, to make that pretty simple, like your 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 micro dose or or what I've had today is basically for me what I what I kind of notice is just like more, I guess, uh, presence, and um, I just appreciate just looking at the sky that little bit more. I have better conversations, mm-hmm. I listen better, all those types of things. And when you said like a double coffee with that, I I, I kind of do get that feel, but not the anxious sort of feel that you have with the coffee and you don't have that crash mm-hmm. either. So I really love it for, for that aspect. And what I love to do when I'm microdosing as well is I, I actually stack it with uh, Lion's Mane as well. I don't know if you you do that as well or you suggest that, but – I've read a good bit of research that it actually stacks really well with and helps out with neuroplasticity and all that sort of jazz. So your creative thinking mm-hmm. brain's kind of working a little bit better and you can solve situations, I guess, more effectively, which, which is pretty cool. Um, but uh, before we go into it anymore, I just wouldn't mind touching on yeah, the, the ego death sort of experience that I had, like with psilocybin and through an ayahuasca journey that I've done as well. Um, they were super powerful for me and uh, for some of the listeners it, it might be scary for you and, and I do want to touch on what you said there, like the right set and setting, like that makes a huge difference because like I've had those hero doses before in Bali when I was, you know, drinking and not in the right set or setting and it was not a good time, like that's when, you know, you feel yeah like super stressed out and you're hallucinating, and there's things happening but you're not in the right environment if you're partying and you've had like you know six seven eight nine ten grams of mushrooms and and you're partying like that can be a serious like shift in in your in your state, and you're around other people that are drinking there could be and then there's all the baddies sort of coming out so I've had that uh scenario before when I was living in Bali, and it was it was not a good time, so I would highly recommend not going that route with it at all but that that's the the matter of the fact is people do do those things but the the big difference that I had like and Sky and I actually sat down last year and had the right set and setting we were just together in a safe environment had everything kind of laid out and it was just unreal like uh, it's it's pretty hard to explain it Sky's actually written out the next day like she journaled for like hours and just I can't even remember the amount of words. It was like five or 6,000 words she did the next morning, and it's absolutely amazing. But um, one of the big ego death things that actually happened for me, like going into that, I guess, I, I don't really know how to explain it. Maybe you can explain it better, but um, not being like in physical form anymore and not being attached to exactly who I am as a human being, but Then like when I went through that whole process, I I got something that I think it's called timeline therapy. So I kind of went, it it was serious bliss for me. So I went into like, I just felt this ball of energy, like I was like this ball of white light energy and it kind of moved through my whole life into different circumstances where I was the happiest I've ever been. So, for instance, the first time that I scored a try when I was playing football when I was 13 years old, the, the second spot I went to was the first barrel that I ever came out of at Noosa Heads. Um, and it w- was an, an absolutely amazing moment for me. And then it was, you know, finishing school, getting my first job, going out, coming out of a barrel in Padang, Padang when I was living there as well. So, like, that was a, a massive shift in its own. And then on the other side of that, actually coming out of it... I learned how to cry again because um, <laughs> for me that was something massive because I hadn't been able to honestly cry and surrender to that feeling for quite a few years. And then when it actually happened, like, oh, it was a lift. It was just so, so blissful and, and, and such an amazing feeling to bring all that stuff up and actually let it go. Like, uh, that's the best way that I can, f- um, I guess, explain it is I had been pushing emotions down my whole life and then at this moment I just felt like they came to the surface and I actually let them go. So that was um that was kind of my uh experience in a bit of a nutshell with that. Um but is that is that yeah, I, I guess you can touch on that and maybe explain that a little bit better for the listeners. Yeah,
0: so I would say ego death is by far the most meaningful experience of my life and right now if someone would ask me would you rather have ego death or one million of dollars I would say ego death if you will yes and tell me do you want like a yacht and uh, travel all around the world or ego death I would say ego death so again for me it has been the most meaningful experience of my life and uh, I will always bring the wisdom within me and uh, and that is so key, like specifically for those people who have had, you know, kind of challenging childhood and they need to protect uh, uh, themselves with, with the ego and then suddenly being liberated by that. That is like like literally like touching like the sky. It's like literally like feeling the oneness with everyone, mm. feeling this huge empathy towards yourself, this self-compassion. So for me, what was like that? I completely like felt oneness with everything. Every person was me. Every thing was me, and uh, the whole situation was like uh, me. And uh, and I said, wow, what I've been missing out because most of the times I feel like I'm separated by all of those things. But uh, I am the same. I am the one. And the kind of wisdom that I took back is like when you treat shit someone else, you're treating shit yourself. And when you treat shit the earth, and when you treat shit whatever, you're doing the same with yourself. Again, and then you will you will show the same behaviors unconsciously to yourself. So if you see yourself being like really mean with others, or being a dick or whatever, you're gonna do the same with you, and you're gonna pay that the, the bill at the end of uh, of the day, or the end of the month. For sure. So, again, this has been a liberation for me because uh, I understood that uh, love is what it's all about. We can definitely love ourselves, love others. And when it comes, you know, that you feel a bit nasty or a bit, uh, you know, frustrated, go and ask yourself, why do you feel that? What is the ego triggering you? What is happening? So, for me, like, there are some ego deaths. I think everyone will experience that. At least once in life, which can either be... psychedelics or without there are people who have ego death without psychedelics and i know i think it's possible Mm. but psychedelics can give you like on demand that experience because it may take years to achieve that ego death maybe with staying in a monastery or maybe literally you're dying you're dying like with a car accident and you you have ego death there yeah or uh an experience that something similar with lucid dreaming so it depends how 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 open you are to try different modalities, but by far uh, doing psychedelic experience with a safe environment with the right guide, you can experience ego that in a safe way and always bring with you the wisdom
1: mm yeah, amazing and uh f- for me like i I've kind of yeah had those experiences a couple of times, but like when you say like you can experience it without psychedelics. I guess I can touch on that a little bit. Uh, maybe not quite a f- complete ego death that I've had, but I do um, like pretty intense breathwork sessions, like pretty regularly. And I've noticed the more often that I'm I'm practicing these, so like when I'm saying an intense breathwork session, it's like an hour plus, um, in like a ceremonial sort of setting. And, um, yeah, I've been guided through that whole scenario. I've, I've come close, not quite to ego death, but like that similar sort of experience of a psychedelic or a smaller dose and yeah, kind of have had that dissolved feeling. So for those of the listeners that, you know, would like to touch into these states, um, breath work is a great modality for that as well. So, um, the other thing is with you know with psychedelics, if, if you're taking five grams of psilocybin, you've got no choice to stop that. <laughs> Whereas, you know, breath work, you, you can you can slow down your breathing and come back to consciousness much faster. So if you are like looking to, you know, touch into these sorts of areas and you are taking a, a hero dose or a larger dose of psilocybin LSD, whatever it is like you just got to remember that you got you got to strap in for the ride for that. It's it's not, you've got no choice there. And on the other side of that, it's kind of like, it's a bit of a cheat code. If if you don't spend the time doing breathwork, meditation, those types of things and take the long route, like psychedelics is going to get you there. Like that's the, that's the vesicle that's going to get you there like right now. Like And it's really cool seeing a lot of the science coming out from like maps.org and all those types of guides that are, you know, really showing the science of it and the the safety and efficacy of it for depression and anxiety, all these types of things, like it's absolutely amazing. So um, do you want to touch on that a little bit more, a little bit of, you know, the science and then we'll go into the, the spiritual side of it and how connected you've felt with it all?
0: Yeah, so the really cool part is that we are living one of the best moments when it comes to psychedelics because there is a renaissance happening right now. And the reason why, is because there's been so many researches, uh, like the Imperial College of London, that is doing lots of researches about psychedelics. And finally, we are seeing the benefits of them, if used, again, with the right context, with the right guide, with the right environment. Again, all and always say that, because we don't want to get back, like what happened in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, because in the 60s, what happened is that, uh, uh, LSD was this was discovered, people started to take it. Many people had blissful and amazing experience, but many others had disorienting experiences. And uh, and many of them took the medicine and they didn't know they had a history of bipolarism, a history of uh, schizophrenia, and then they kicked in. So again, uh, now we are living in the best moment because uh, now you can literally experience psychedelics in a safe environment in the right retreats, with the right psychotherapist there are lots of science behind it or you can do it in a safe way so this is like a real blast for us and there is nothing better than during the pandemic having a, a psychedelic experience mm. and uh, and to travel with from within you so when it comes to psychedelics there are only two things that i would love to mention when it comes to to the science so basically, there is a receptor called 4A that gets, gets activated when you take psychedelics. And basically, this, this kind of uh, serotonin level will be increased. So you suddenly can feel this improvement in your mood. And, uh, and also, there is, uh, it kicks in something that uh, will improve your neuroplasticity. So this is the really cool part that people are, are doing lots of experiments with that. The second thing is that there is a part of the brain that is called the DMN, which is default mode network. So basically, when you take psychedelics, this part gets dampened. It works less. The default mode network is basically this part of the brain that is all the time judging the situation, is comparing, is um, talking, and is, is always talking and saying whatever. While uh, when this part gets dampened, basically, it shut down. So you suddenly can be focused on the present moment, mm-hmm. you can focus on your body, and, uh, and reconnect with what is around you and connecting with your soul. So this is what has been happening scientifically when you, when, you take, um, when you take psychedelics. On top of that, there have been so many other researchers and many people have been said that 75% of people who have done a, a suicide experience, again, in the right context, for them, was the most meaningful experience of their life. Yeah, and uh, and and fifty percent of them, three months later, they will they were still depressed. So, how cool is that? Rather than taking antidepressants and being numb, because antidepressants means you will not feel depressed or sad any longer, but you can say goodbye forever to joy, to gratitude, to to love you will not be able to feel them, you're completely numb. So psychedelics can give you the chance to, to heal and, and rethink about your past in order to make peace with the depression and anxiety that uh, is basically bothering you from all your life. So again, this is not for everyone, but it is not a miracle pill, but uh, if used correctly, it can give you new opportunities, mm. new chance. Because mental health hasn't been doing a good work so far, considering many more. I mean, there's a huge pandemic that people don't talk about. People killing themselves. I mean, what the fuck? Like, honestly, the more people killing themselves than dying, dying from COVID. And <laughs> no one is talking about it. And for me, this is a pandemic. For me, this is a pandemic because there is no way that uh, you decide... To, to live life, there must be something wrong in, in either in society or either in the way we live, and psychedelics can help you break through that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man, and, and that kind of that kind of hit me a little bit. So, since COVID, like I've, I personally know of four people who have taken their lives, and and that's from different circumstances, right? And it's um, yeah, it's it's a bit like. It's a, it's a weird situation. Like if, if we look at society and the statistics of what's actually going on, like it'll come back to, you know, the year of 2020 and 21 of like the massive spike, like we were already on an uptrend with anxiety, depression, like these are like conditions that are being talked about more and more, but they don't seem to be getting any lower and to me, like my experience with the medicine and, and looking at the actual research is, is absolutely amazing to see that this is actually making a huge shift in it. And the other thing that I really um, have liked about the science side of the psychedelics and whatnot, you, 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 there's nobody going like, I just had you know, six grams of mushrooms yesterday and then today it's like, oh, damn, I'm craving some more mushrooms, right? It, it is it is not addictive whatsoever, and that's what the research is actually showing. It's having a massive shift, and then it's, it's not an addictive uh, substance whatsoever. So, like, I think that's absolutely a game changer. And for, you know, that numbingness that you were saying, like with your antidepressants, so your SSRIs, so... Um, that's just due to how that drug works. It literally hovers your serotonin in that synaptic cleft so that you don't have any big increases in highs or big decreases in lows. Like you're literally recycling your serotonin in that synaptic cleft and it's just hanging there. So, and that's not real, that's not fixing anything. It's, it might be good for some people, and, and I'm more than sure that some people do need these types of drugs, but I think that they get used too often um, straight off the bat so that it's not actually fixing a root cause for anyone. It's actually just, you know, putting a band aid on the issue and then what are the host of the issues of that, you know, substance a couple of years down the track? Like there's side effects to all drugs that we take, right?
0: So, uh, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. And, um, uh, for me, it's like so sad that people have problems in their life and then they go to the psychiatrist and he's handling medicine so easily and they're not asking like are you having a toxic relationship or uh, do you have any traumas do you have uh, any childhood situations Uh, are you happy with your job Mm. are you in a relationship like or uh, do you have a healthy lifestyle do you are you Are you going out? Are you staying in nature? They don't ask those questions. Mm. They say, okay, I'm depressed. Let's take the pill and that's it. So this was scares me like hell. like doctors are not asking the proper questions. While I can tell you, Lucas, 100%, most people like they're like miserable because they're into toxic relationships. Because most people are really afraid to be alone because we get installed in society that you need to be with someone. Like, my father, like, he's so afraid of me because I'm alone. And I've never been so well in my life. Again, society, like, is giving you this pressure that uh, you don't have to be alone. And then you would rather go into a toxic relationship than, uh, than you know, uh, than being alone. And then what happens is that you stay with someone who is sucking your energy all day long. How do you expect to be happy?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I feel that for sure. And... Um, I've, I've had those situations where it's like, you know, like that's probably one of the biggest learnings out of this whole, you know, path that I'm going down is, you know, practicing more self, self development. Like, and when I talk about self development, I, I talk about, okay, the nutrition that I'm putting in my body every day, like that's developing my body, that's got a purpose. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, we don't get asked when we go into a doctor's practice. And I'm not saying all doctors are like this, but why, why, why isn't that the first thing that we're being asked? Like, what's your nutrition like? Because the nutrition that we put into our body, like that is the substance that we, you know, break down and then use to create tissues, create enzymes, all those types of things. And if we're not putting the right foods into our body, then how are we supposed to understand that, you know, we need to break down these foods to create neurotransmitters? Like, right? Like that is... That is where we actually create these chemicals in our body. Like we're just a big meat suit that's that's got a heap of cells in it that has a bunch of chemicals going on within our body. And and the the forefront of that is is good intake. So our nutrition, our water intake, all that sort of stuff makes a huge difference. Like we're not deficient in zoloff. Like no humans ever been deficient in an antidepressant. Like. We're deficient in different, you know, micronutrients or minerals first and those drugs or supplements or whatever, they can help out for now. But if we don't fix up our lifestyle, our environment, the nutrition we're eating, the amount of exercise we're doing, then we're never going to fix a real problem, are we?
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, uh this like my invitation is uh, rather than escaping from whatever is holding you back, is actually being willing to explore that, be willing to ask yourself some different questions. And this is why the are really like important to that, because they can help you see all your all of the mistakes and all of the abuse that you had in your life in a more compassionate way. So that you can start to re re recreate a new meaning mm. by that. And that is like the powerful thing of the psychedelics and that's also the, the powerful thing of microdosing because even though you I, ego death and doing whatever, you still do will do mistakes. And you will still be hard on yourself if you don't change the way you see it yourself. So microdosing is helping me every day to, you know, be kinder to myself, be more gentle with other people and to not put myself too much pressure because life is not, it's not a race, it's just a journey. Mm -hmm. and we can enjoy it uh, every day and we don't need to to feel miserable because things are not the way we want because also when we feel like the things are not the way we want it's like a scarcity mindset we are feeling luck and what happens when you feel lucky you're gonna attract more luck Mm -hmm. as as essentially so this is what i've been seeing in my life and with everyone else so just making sure that uh, we embrace the journey and we accept it whatever is happening with abundance
1: yeah yeah spot on man and um i just want to touch on one thing that i guess that i've heard the most um when i've had conversations around psychedelics and whatnot as well so one of the biggest fears that that come up for a lot of the people that have you know s- suggested to me or asked me about psychedelics is you know oh, I, I just don't want to lose control. Like that's one of the biggest fears, you know, like, and after thinking about it a little bit, it's like, you know, the people that have said that, it's like, do you, do you actually have control over what you're currently doing? Or are you actually just in a loop in your brain? Like you've created these neural mm-hmm. pathways and you act the same way every single day. Is, is that you in control or, or what? Because, like, if you were really mm. in control, would you be, you know, scared to go to the shops and you'd ha- you'd be wearing a mask and all that sort of stuff? Like, if you were in control, would your decision really be to wear a mask, lock yourself up in your house all day long and, and drink booze? Like, to me, that's not control. So, <laughs> you're not in control mm. now. So, w- what are you worried about with psychedelics? It's more the fact that they might have a fear of facing what the real problem's going on with it, With childhood trauma or or whatever it is. So do you have anything to touch on with that? Like with the lose control or any fears around psychedelics whatsoever?
0: Yeah. To be honest, I think the beauty is to lose control, finally, because we are always over-controlling with the ego. And then finally, when you can start to let go, because this is a real process. I've seen many people actually go into psychedelic experience and not willing to let go. And then going into a, a spiral of bad trip, obviously, because you don't wanna you don't wanna let go. But the real beauty happens when you start to let go and you start to lose control. That is the beauty of the psychedelics, is losing the control. And by the way, you cannot control nothing. Like you can literally control nothing. You can only control like your perception, you can control the the way you see things, the way you think. But you cannot control it if things are going to happen to you. You don't want to control if you're going to die mm. today. You can die anytime. So you, we don't control that. So let's let let's let let's go of this controlling thing. And let's actually see and listen to the, our intuition and start to, to to walk from there. So I would say like uh, being like uh, over controlling is like uh, some kind of disease. And anyway, it's part of the society. That is always suggesting that they need to have all, everything under control, you know, the work, the family, like everything must be predictable because if you go in the unpredictability, that's bad. That's what society says. While what I say is that you need to create your future in the unknown, because in the unknown is when the big things will happen. But if you can predict that thing, it's going to be a pretty small thing. Yeah. And not big change will happen in the, in, the, in the known. So those are my thoughts about the control, to be
1: honest. Yeah, absolutely, man. That, that, that hit, hits home straight up for me. And um, when you say like that, uh, you know, I guess losing control, like with the ceremonial setting or like having a, a, a psychedelic dose, like, um, I, like my first experience with ayahuasca, like, I'd read a bunch of books, listened to a heap of podcasts, and I was like, you know, like, they all talk about surrendering, so I want to, like, mm-hmm. reframe that losing control is like, surrendering to the medicine and letting the, the, the work actually happen. So, um, for me, I was like, yeah, I'll just surrender straight away, you know, and this was a really ceremonial mm-hmm. um, sort of setting, and it was a full night, like, um, ceremony, like, from, I think it was 6 p.m. in the evening through till. 6am uh, the next morning and, and it was like multiple cups the whole way through the night and it was um, singing and chanting and being around a fire and community all that sort of stuff so um, for me it was a really really fucking tough night I thought that I could surrender um, but little <laughs> did I know it, it, it took me 10 hours of like you know like struggling and I didn't I didn't know at the time that I hadn't surrendered to the the whole scenario and the, and the medicine and all that sort of stuff. But when, when I actually truly did surrender, it's like uh, like relaxed into it and, and breathed into it and, it and it actually happened for me. The the I guess what I needed out of that journey was to go through all that struggle because I think that's the part of the psychedelics as well, going through the, the struggle. After the struggle, it's like anything in life, like any sort of hard scenario... After you overcome that, like, that feels fucking good. And that's exactly what happened with that uh, that's ayahuasca ceremony for me. It was tough for 10 hours. And then when I actually surrendered, like, I'd purged, I'd, like, cried, like, all that sort of stuff. And, like, I'd never felt bliss like that before. I, I stood outside and it was raining. I was standing in the mud looking at the sky just going, like, how beautiful is life? <laughs> so... Like mm-hmm. just um, having that experience and, and understanding that like losing control isn't losing control it's just surrendering to what's happening in life, having an awareness and then accepting that. And then moving forward from it is actually having an action step from what you've done. And that and that's what something that I do want to touch on with you is there's a massive difference between, you know, going and doing psychedelics partying or whatever, like trying them out. And then there's a massive difference between having psychedelics, you know, by yourself or with a partner or someone guiding it for you, but then to layer on top of that, like prior to doing that psychedelic, like leading up to it, so preparing to it, you know, journaling, eating the right way, that type of stuff, and then um, the integration part of it is like where you get all the juice, like the actual psychedelic experience. I feel like that's, you know... 10 20 percent of the, the whole lot of the actual work around it so do you want to touch on that a little bit like how you would prepare for it and how you kind of integrate these sort of modalities
0: yeah i am like i agree 100 with you that actually the work starts when you finish the psychedelic experience mm. this is when the real work will start to begin so basically the kind of work that we do is that uh, we go for a preparation process before to go into a psychedelic experience. And I don't know if you're familiar with the book, uh, Consciousness Medicine. Basically, she's like a, a really, really like a good uh, uh, writer. And also like she is hosting the treats with psilocybin. She has like 30 plus experience with uh, the medicine with psilocybin. And basically, uh, the preparation is based on uh, on five key areas of life, which are body, mind, spirit, community, and environment. So basically we're going to see how you're doing in each area. Are you eating well? Are you sleeping well? Are you, are you managing your mind and your stress well? So just to see like which are these parts that you need to work on. And then they, we work also in the three qualities of life, which are love, wisdom, and creativity, to see like how you're doing there. And then try to get an intention, because it would be a shame to go and, to go and see goats, And not ask him anything it's like a a fucking shame so it's really important that you get an intention you don't have to follow it strict, but it's good to have a guide that is going to remind you the intention this is so key and so important and that's why i think it's so key to have like a a guide that is not high because most people think like the shaman and he's high that's not the kind of work you can do that but it's a different experience yeah you make sure that the person that is there knows what is knows new knows like the preparation and can help you going through that can help you taking notes, can help you doing some recordings or rebuilding things. And then it's time to do the integration work, which for me is the most important part and the integration work never ends. Mm. So you start the experience, like you still integrate that the next days because there's no fucking way that you have a psychedelic experience and then the next day you go back and drink beers with your folks <laughs> that's not the kind of things that you need to do it's like okay what have been learning about me what i've been learning about the experience and honestly try to invest time and spend time with yourself once again maybe you've never done that in your life but start to make it a habit after the psychedelic experience try to spend at least one or two hours a day by yourself, reflecting about all all types of things. For me, the things I've been working on the most has been formal, fear of missing out, and it wasn't something that came up in the experience. It came up later. Yeah. came up during integration, and I had to work on that. I had to work also on the people pleasing part, because I was a, a professional people pleaser, and I didn't know that. I thought I was like, Normal dudes, not not a people pleaser. And then when I found out like having a full agenda of things to do that don't belong to me, just to make other people happy, I said that is like an issue. And then uh, I, but because I, I I integrated the work, I started to ask myself different questions, and again seeing yourself in a compassionate way. That's why the microdosing experience can help you integrate those big journeys and continue the, the healing journey. Mm-hmm. So now I feel definitely the best version of myself. I never felt so great in my life. And I'm talking about uh, uh, mentally, physically, uh, emotionally, spiritually, financially, never felt like this. And I can tell you, is will not, I will never be like this without psychedelics. Never. I, I don't. I'm not right now. Maybe in the future, yes. But you can literally, like, go from zero to infinite like in really short time Mm -hmm. if you do the proper work with the psychedelics and uh, and there is no need to wait so much time
1: yeah, and I, I kind of just want to touch on that again so that the it's not just taking a, a, a micro dose or a silo, s- cyber hit and then you're zero to hero or zero to success. It's like you've actually got to do work on top of that. It's like anything. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing, you know, like with like say take business for instance, like if you've been like stuck and struggling at like 5k per month or something like that and then you've worked your way up to get to 10 grand and it's taking you like 12 months to get like to that 10 K per month. Like, and that's your milestone. Like you don't just stop there. You've actually got to do something to maintain that 10 grand per month, like in your business mm-hmm. as well. Like it's the Thank same you. thing. So you. if you're going to put like a, a, a bit of work in, you need to also put the work in to maintain that result as well. And, and that's something that I st- strive on and thrive on with my coaching practice is like, It's not about like a four, six, or eight week challenge, you know, that most fitness coaches or health coaches like um, put out there. They're great for marketing, right? So, yeah, these great before and after, but like, I don't really give a fuck about the before and after. I care about the after after. So, what happens like after that eight weeks, that eight week fat loss challenge that you did? What, what do you look like four weeks or eight weeks after that challenge? Like, did you maintain your results or did you just go straight back yeah. to your old self and then just, like, end up in a worse position than before? And, and that can happen in psychedelics too, right? Like, I just want to put mm-hmm. that out there for people too. Like, you, people could go ahead and then just, you know, have a psychedelic experience and then do no integration, no, no prep work and end up just like with their their minds just like completely scattered because they they've got no idea how to you know integrate this information and that's why I love exactly what you're doing like you're the guide for that you're you're the man for it and you're taking people through that process so i, I yeah respect to you for doing that and um hopefully one day that i can kind of uh, you know be in person with you and go through an experience with you
0: absolutely and you know it's like I feel really sad when I hear people going that they've done like maybe 25 ceremonies with ayahuasca and still feeling miserable. And I say, what the fuck? Like, to be honest, I just had one experience with either of those, just one. And it was two years ago. And I can still can bring the wisdom. And I don't feel the need to go every week or every month or every thought to do that. It can be just once properly. And I know so many people doing so many of these ceremonies and uh, having a nice trip, of course, yeah, yeah. but uh, not, not bringing nothing. And that's not the purpose of the psychedelics. It's not about having a nice trip. It's about, like, honestly, healing, starting to heal uh, you know, the traumas, starting to, uh, to really follow your soul, listen to it, and to, and to surrender to many things that are holding us back. So, yeah. these are the, the, the real things. And, and for me, it's been so healing. And yeah. I, I, I honestly, I feel like a transformed person. Okay. I feel completely a new burn. And you know, I, I want to I wanna leave you with this quote. And I want you to, to write it down at some point. If you die before you die, you won't die when you die. <laughs> And this is exactly the same uh, metaphor that Jesus Christ has been using because he was dead and then they say it's it, it resurrected after three days. Mm. But he's not talking about dying with the body. He's talking about dying, you know, from uh, uh, from the personality, from the ego. That is like the kind of death that he's talking about and surrendering, being there on the cross and forgiving those people. That is like... That they reborn. So I feel like I, 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 was, I was that and now I basically reburned and I'm a completely new person. Not because like, I'm cool and like, uh, I'm, like you know, uh, these guru things. I can tell you, like, my fucking personality that's been holding me back was dead for like a few hours. And I could see how cool life was that without it. And I wanted to bring that with me forever. Of course, the ego still kicks in but you know now i can manage that i don't have to go in, in the defense mode any longer i don't have to police people in order to seek validation like there is no more need i I can see myself seeking for that and asking myself why are you doing this you can you don't need that and then going back to life and, and live normally
1: yeah absolutely and and that's that whole part of integration and the work aspect to it as well right so Um, absolutely Mm -hmm. amazing that you got that from, you know, your first experience out of it. And, and that's something that I think is, is kind of starting to happen a little bit in the space, like in the Western world is like, it's that, that badge of honor, like yeah, I've done, you know, 20 ayahuasca ceremonies or like I've done however many grams in one dose and survived. It's like. It's, it's not about, you know, status of being like a, a psychonaut. I've seen kind of being pushed around a little bit. It's, it's not about that. Like, it's not about status in, in the in the space. It's about your journey and, and what you actually do with that experience. So um, super amazing to hear that from you. But just for, for the listeners, is there like some – anything else that you want to specifically touch on around psychedelics or – you know, mindset or anything like that, that could help the listeners, um, whether they do take psychedelics or microdose or or not. Um, Is there anything that you want to touch on there?
0: So again, I would say to really do those things properly and to make sure that you're a good fit for that. Mm. So there are some people that cannot take psychedelics. For example, if you have a history of bipolarism or schizophrenia, it's better if you don't take any psychedelics. You, you do and find your own modality. If you're taking antidepressants, the same thing. Do not take psychedelics. And uh, if you're pregnant, do not take psychedelics. So being really careful about uh, who can take them and who cannot. Do them in a really safe environment and uh, do not see as a thing that you need to do often. It's not about, it's not about getting high. Okay? It's about uh, you know doing the work and doing the, being willing to do the work after you start to do the microdosing, after you do that, that, that experience. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go into this journey, make sure that you are ready to do the fucking work. So go there and spending that hour with yourself, start journaling, start observing yourself, start observing how you react to the other people, start to observe how you react to failures. Okay, start to be and do, work, do the work. Otherwise, it will be just a nice trip. And that's like, and we lose the values of the psychedelics. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, if if you use them in the wrong setting and in the wrong environment, that could lead to psychosis and PTSD. And you don't want to have that. You can easily like uh, avoid it. So really making sure to do those things properly. This this is not a game. These like, those things must be done really like with caution.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. So, all right. So let's get into a little bit about about you and, and what your practices is like. And um, for the listeners, anyone that's interested to get get in contact with you and ask a few questions and whatnot, I'll put all the, your social media links and and whatnot in the in the show notes. But um, do you want to kind of just you you know walk the listeners through on on what it looks like and and your sort of practice on how you would you would take someone through this sort of um self self-work i would call it yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah so for me it's like a, it's been like a kind of stages it's been it's been working in stages so i started with the body for like a few years ago i started to be really into biohacking into health into movement into diet into everything to optimize my body because uh, I could see that if my body felt better, I could, uh, uh, you know, uh, live better my life. Like, uh, with level of energy, level of mental energy. So I became really like nerd when it comes to the body. So then what happened is that I said, okay, I'm doing pretty well. I've got a really good body. I'm living, still consistent, not eating any any shit, doing my movement, doing my cold exposure, doing my uh, my sun exposure, doing all I'm I'm sleeping properly. I'm doing all the checklist. Now let's get into the mind. Mm. And the mind was like, uh, how can I improve? You know, uh, you know the, the way I learn. How can I improve my pattern recognition? How can I improve my neuroplasticity? How can I uh, be smarter? You know, and uh, and that leads you know to all a a, a process, emotional process, uh, personal growth process that uh, led me then uh, to the last step, which was the most difficult one, but the most meaningful one, to be honest. It, uh, and the only way I could access to that, which is the soul, yeah. was to the psychedelics, because most people were talking about the soul. and I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What is the soul? I don't have an idea. And uh, yeah, I understand there is something here, but I can feel that. And uh, I've been living my life always listening to my ego, always listening to what made sense and never listening to my gut feelings. When uh, I experienced the psychedelics, I could finally access to the soul, and I finally listen to this voice. And now this is like the stages. I went from the body to the mind, and then to the soul. And uh, and now the kind of practices is all about uh, taking all of the three together every day. So what kind of practices can I do that are optimizing my body, mind, and spirit all day long? And that could be like you know, I'm really strict. I'm super strict. I don't I don't I don't think that everyone should do what I do. But I'm a nerd, and this is only for people who want to live an optimal life. Like, you can literally eat shit and don't don't move. You will live. Like, you will not die, but for sure, you will need to take some kind of medication at some point. You probably, you arrive in your 60s, so you cannot move. You cannot Mm -hmm. even breathe. You need lots of support. Now, what I say, there is a chance. You can be fucking 90 and do marathons and uh, and hike mountains. You can do that. So again, this is what I want to be. I want to be 90 and, and hiking the Himalaya and being maybe 100 and doing marathons. This is how I see myself. Mm-hmm. So with the kind of things that I do, is like, honestly, fasting is a big thing. So doing intermittent fasting every day and on top of that eating just twice a day. No more than that. No snacking, eating twice. So making sure that the kind of diet that I have is plant-based and there is some kind of uh, uh, proteins coming from Fish, yep. wild fish, this is the kind of diet that I have. And then eating lots of nuts, lots of uh, healthy fats, super like strict with my diet. No processed foods, no sugar, and no cooked oils. Mm. So that is what it looks like. Then I've got uh, my movement in the morning. So at least 10 minutes moving empty stomach. Then I've got my cold exposure. And, uh, and then I've got my sun exposure. So I need to do this checklist before to actually start the day yeah and then and then i said okay i'm all set with the body then let's go with the mind i usually do journaling i do journal a lot because uh, i think it's really important to process all the information what i do is i walk a lot i kind of feel like when i walk i think differently and Mm -hmm. i can process things different in a different way so i walk and and think and reflect and then uh, of course microdosing is a at all, and a morality that has been helping me, you know, to to go deeper on my thoughts, and then to reconnect with my soul. Which is the kind of practices that I do with my soul is, for example, breathwork, meditation, even talking to people, or even going on social media. For me, soul work. Like, how can I show my soul on social media? Mm. How can I show my vulnerabilities? How can I how can I really deliver like a fucking like pearl that people are gonna just smash it
2: yeah
0: how can i do that so whenever i can bring them those those key things into life these ones start life start to be really interesting and really and really joyful so those are my kind of practices to be honest and i spend lots of time in nature lots of time in nature i think it's key to stay in nature and to reconnect and disconnect from all of this uh, uh, society world and the technology thing that we
1: created, it is disconnecting us from our soul. Yeah, epic, man. And literally everything that you've touched on there, I've actually just uh, made a coaching program all around that, so supporting your daily life. And, And what I've called it is daily meds. And most people would, like, you know, from first sight, like, think of meds. Like, what do you mean, daily meds? Like, and I talk about meds as in, minimum effective dose. So what's the minimum effective dose that you can do every single day that is going to have a huge impact in your life. So it's all about, you know, building that foundational health with your body and your mind and all that sort of stuff. Like that is the foundational stuff that everybody needs to have in place if they want to do any optimizing. So um, that's actually something that I've created. So I love that you really just, uh, you know, touched on that there as well. So um, super amazing, man. But um. Is there anything else you want to touch on uh, to, I, I, I guess, give the listeners to have a bit better of an understanding around any of this or, or whatnot? But if not, uh, um, that's been, this has been some pretty fucking amazing information you've been sharing with us all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just one thing that I want to mention that has uh, been so key for me and that has uh, been coming up, coming up a lot from my clients, is that uh, to protect uh, your energy. Like, you you are an energetic, uh, spiritual being. And uh, everyone else, the same. But your energy can be really affected by other people. Mm. So make sure that the people that you have around you, they either believe in you or believe in the same truth that you believe. Because uh, if this doesn't happen, like, you're most likely to be in a relationship, that's going to become toxic to you. doesn't mean that the person is toxic, but it's toxic from the kind of life that you want to have. So yeah. if like you believe in the freedom, you believe like in peace, you believe in love, you believe in the connections and the person next to you that don't believe in all that, guess what? You will start to self-doubt yourself. Mm. So what I say is that I start to go back and spend time with yourself, reconnect with who you really are, and then uh, go and uh, connect with people who align with your true self. Yeah. Do not be needy and do not go and seek for uh, people because those people can actually bring you in another direction that you don't want to be yeah so again protecting your energy and if you have some kind of relationship with anyone start to beat boundaries mm. do never let anyone disrespect you because the very moment those people disrespect you and you accept that you are telling yourself subconsciously that you don't love yourself period yeah. so if someone uh, someone is disrespecting you Making sure you acknowledge this, this, this very thing and start to build boundaries. And if this person is disrespecting you, even if you both build these boundaries, say goodbye to this person, whoever it is, is your boyfriend, your dad or whatever. You have to say, please, sir, I cannot do this any longer. And uh, if this person is willing to accept your boundaries, very welcome to spend time and, and do whatever by making sure that this is happening. Mm-hmm. this is okay and i tell you you can do all the work you do you can take psychedelics eat well keeping keeping your mind uh your mind healthy but if you still hang out with these toxic people you're gonna be toxic you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna it's gonna have a huge impact on your in, your in your life so again don't fuck it up with this little thing after the hard work you do just make sure that for last you select people really wisely in your life so this is the, the only thing that we'd love to to add
1: as the uh, the last cherry in the cake. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I love that. Don't fuck it up with the little things.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um. All right, bro. Well, I think that's pretty been pretty um a lot to digest and unpack there for the listeners. But um, so let, let's get into something that I do at the end of each of my podcasts. And just for the listeners, what it, what is one piece of advice? Like, out of all of your life experience, out of everything that you've been through, so out of all of your life experience, what is one piece of advice that you could leave for the listeners that can help shift them in some sort of way, whether it's their personal development, their business, their health, their wealth, their relationships?
0: Yeah, that's a a good question, one piece of advice. I would say do never, ever stop whatever you're doing. Just keep... Going and things uh, will seriously start to, to happen. You know, I want everyone to believe in this uh, compound effect, which uh, most people do not believe in it and they just give up just before this compound effect is happening. Mm. So, when I say keep working, keep doing the hard work that you're doing with yourself, with the business, or with your house, or with whatever, and do not stop. Because believe me, if it will happen that day where well, all of those things will come up. And you will be an absolute success in every single area of your life. Just do not give up. Do not give up and wait for this um, uh, compound effect. Seriously. So this is like the really piece of advice that I would give to everyone. On top of, you know, all of the boundaries and all the psychedelics and all, the, all of the things. But these very things do not stop. And make sure that the thing that you're doing aligns with who you are. Let's say, make sure that uh, the business that you're building it aligns with your soul. It aligns with the, uh, the, the way you see life and not that it's just in school or just going to make you money. Just mm-hmm. make sure it aligns because if doesn't no align, it's going to fuck up at some point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that, man. That um, is some great advice. Or, and one book that I'll, I'll leave with the listeners if they want to, you know, look into that compounding effect is called The Slight Edge. Like, that was a game changer for me. Have you read The Slight
0: Edge? <sighs> yeah, like, man, this very book. It's been the book that uh, made me like leave university and move to London, like and and it was like the beginning of uh, my personal growth. That book, man, the slight age. I just read two books before that. It was like uh, uh, how to influence and influence people and uh, and uh, the one of Napoleon Hill, like repeating and going. I read these two books and then it was the slight age. The slight age was the one that kicked in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like honestly.
0: If this book out you to take action
1: period because he, he just explains it so well doesn't he like he relates it back to what people can understand and that's finance right if you if you put you know ten dollars yeah. $10 in a savings account now and it's got one percent interest like it's gonna compound over time it's gonna make a huge difference and that's the same with exactly. your, with your health your wealth your all your relationships like if you take that same thinking process around that compounding wealth, it happens in all areas of our life. So, yeah. Super yeah. amazing. I love that you read that book as well.
0: Yeah, man. Amazing. It was beautiful, uh, you know, connecting with you, you're yeah, such a, an amazing human being. And, uh, man, keep the work up, uh, super up to, to do some more work with you. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, I really thank you so much for holding space and uh, asking me, like, super awesome questions.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for spending your time with me, man. I really appreciate you and I'm more than confident that we're going to be, you know, spending a bit more time working together. So thank you, brother. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. You're welcome.
0: Oh,
1: yes. Uh, Cheers, bro.
0: Ciao, man. Yeah. Thanks for listening to The Ty Lucas Show. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to visit tylucas.com.au for more free resources to improve your health, wealth, and relationships. And if you love this show, leave us a five-star review. See you in the next episode.